welcome to the Malaysian Man Cave Show. I'm Usama Azlan and you're listening to episode 8 of my podcast on building my dream man cave where I'll talk about home theater, hi-fi, gaming, gadgets and more. With me as usual, my good friend, host of the Minang Bercakap American podcast, Shay Azrai. Hey, hey Ray. What's up? Thank you, man. You know what? 8 is a lucky number and I can't wait what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some of our, our listeners have reached out to me surprisingly because nice. we didn't we didn't uh, we didn't put out any episodes for the past two weeks. Oh, sweet! That's good. Yeah. That is so good. it's surprising. I mean, uh, it was just a nudge, you know. And I was like, oh, somebody's listening. So that's cool. Um, that's yeah, nice. the past two weeks uh, have been like seriously too busy you know i was uh coming home two three o'clock in the morning so i didn't have the time nor the energy mm. to do it i'm sure i mean like you had a very busy week as well so <laughs> yeah. uh you know just would like to apologize to uh before i i keep saying we had like nine listeners i think we're down to seven <laughs> what? so yeah no. the last the last episode didn't do really that well but it's okay the last episode was of course almost three weeks ago Correct. Uh, so one of them asked whether we've stopped doing the podcast. No, we're still continuing. Uh, it's just been a very busy last couple of weeks at work. Yeah. We're going to try uh, putting these out every week as usual. And uh, inshallah, you know, God True. willing, True. we'll be able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and may I point out, guys, it's great that you are reaching out to Sama, you know, like when's the next episode. But Again, please do understand that we both have day jobs as well. And we will try, or Usama will try his best to actually produce every episode every week. You know, we, do, we do our best. We do our best. We do our best. We do our best. Absolutemon. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Toby Maguire said, you know, it can only get better. I think, I think was that from the Spider-Man? I think he said that. I think he said that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take it on faith that it will get better. <laughs> <laughs> right. Two weeks, uh, three weeks ago, uh, I said we will be talking about PlayStation Five. Uh, this episode, yes. uh, we're, we're we are yes. going to do that. But first, um, let's get into some man cave talk. Awesome. So this week, I've had some trouble with Unify, so it's going to be a bit of a rant. So indulge me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if you know this, uh, Ray, but I write a complaint letter to MCMC, the Malaysian Communications and Multimedia Commission. I'll write a complaint letter about Unify almost twice a year, every year for the past oh, easily yeah. 10 years. Yeah, you told me about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. So, I mean, that's how much uh, Unify has uh, disappointed me. So, what happened was uh, recently I've been getting intermittent disconnections for Unify. Mm. So, this time it's not slow speed it's not um weak signal it's intermittent disconnections we'll be using the internet and all of a sudden it'll just disconnect and there'll be no internet for a couple of minutes oh kind of like a drop call kind of thing right kind of but there's no internet at all i'll still be connected to the wi-fi um at home i have the asus zen wi-fi uh, xt8 mesh router so i don't really have a dead zone uh, at my house you oh, know I, we don't brilliant. get we don't have anywhere where there's a weak signal nice. so uh, i'll still be connected but there'll be no internet ah i have the same problem as well so as usual you know uh, i called uh, customer service spoke to the lady switched on and switched off my router and mm-hmm. you know unplugged the cables and whatnot and she said she'll reset things 
And as usual, I will like very firmly but very politely tell her that no, I want to open a report uh, and then give me the report number. Because a trick that they do is they will tell you, uh, I've made a report uh, and if you want to check on it, uh, you can call customer service and just give us your phone number. Don't do that. Tell Why? her very firmly to, because then they won't, they won't actually open an, a report. What? Yeah. So they just want to get you off the calls and they want to reduce the number of reports being made because uh, if they get a certain number of reports per year, MCMC will actually fine them, right? And I'm guessing so, it's a huge fine? Yeah, I think every year they would pay, they will be paying like a couple million bucks or something <laughs> oh like my, that, you know. So it, it is a, a problem with them. So mm. uh, insist on a report number, Yeah. right? So the next day the technician came, he checked... Uh, the fiber optics, he checked the cables in the house, um, he checked my router again just to make sure the, the signal is there, is strong. And he, in the end, he said, mm, maybe everything's okay. He couldn't find any fault in the equipment. So he decided to change uh, my router. Uh, uh, sorry, not router, the modem. But your Chain. oh, but your oh, okay, the modem, not your Asus, the modem, right? Your Asus Zen, right? Ah, uh, no, no, no. Yeah. So, um, the, the modem I've been using that since I got Unify, you know, God knows, like twenty years ago, whatever, you know, <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's like a long time ago. It might be the modem. I'm hoping it is. Uh, I haven't had any problems since. So, um, I hope that's the end of that uh, <laughs> misadventure with Unify. But really, what I want to talk about is this thing where Unify can't seem to fix it. Right? They can't seem to get it right. You know, it's been so many years. There's always one problem or another, right? And I just, I just can't put my finger on it. Why it is so other than there's no competition, you know? Uh, if you live in a landed property like, like myself or like, like, you, like yourself, right? Correct. Yeah. There's really no other uh, options if you want fiber internet. Sure, you can go to Cellcom or Maxis, but they are still riding on Unify's infrastructure. Correct. Right? So it's the same. And I've heard horrible stories for Maxis as well. Mm. So I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like all this while, because they don't have any competition, they've been taking the Malaysian consumer for granted, right? Agree. You know, so I don't know what's the solution. Uh, we can't all move to an apartment and enjoy time broadband. I, I wish there was, a, there was another option because uh, I would love to, you know, get rid of Unify and, you know, hopefully get better internet, cheaper internet as well, right? Yeah. See so, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you, you made a really good point about, you know, they're, they're pretty much monop monopolizing the internet, the connection here in Malaysia, right? Definitely. But, but, but unable to get it right after so many years. That's why I'm wondering, how come our neighbors, uh, Singapore, and then maybe a country like South Korea, probably smaller than us in terms of population, they're able to actually provide cheaper and faster internet? Is it because they need more competition? Is it lack of infrastructure? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know if I have the answer. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. if you go to Singapore... You know, it's, of course, it's easy to say, ah, it's just a small island. It's, just, it's like wiring up a city, right? Correct. But, you know, there's problems there as well. You know, you do need um, economies of scale, right? By right, you should be able to provide better internet because you have a bigger market. But I think because um, there's no competition, you don't have to 
So why would you, right? I think that's the attitude. Uh, it's something that you can find everywhere uh, in Malaysia. You know, most services aren't that great in Malaysia because you don't have a choice. You know, so I think there's something to be said about competition. I was I lived in Australia for a bit uh, when I was younger, and Australia didn't have good internet either. But you know, because of competition, they constantly improve, right? Otherwise, you can't survive. I wish there was more choice for the Malaysian consumer as far as uh, fiber internet is concerned. Uh, but for the time being, um, I don't see a, a a different provider in my near future, you know, <laughs> which is sad, I think. It is, especially when it's, I mean, no offense, especially when you're backed by the government as well. Quite hard. Of course, uh, you can let your wallet speak for you. You know, you could just you know, cancel your Unify and try maybe 4G internet. But I, you know, I've heard terrible stories uh, about that as well. So I'm not yeah. going to do that, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because, uh, you know, at one point, I mean, not to derail the topic, but at one point, uh, Indonesia's famous cap service, Silverbird, they actually wanted to come to Malaysia and enter the market, you know, to offer their services. Mm. But that time... Grab was was kind of like monopolizing everything, right. uh, so so that never transpired. Bluebird, Silverbird in Malaysia, but yeah. it would have been awesome because then you have that competition. Even after uh, Uber was was taken out of the picture, yeah, um, I think in the beginning it makes sense to like protect uh, our industry just for them to get started, get their footing right. But after that, you should allow other companies, doesn't matter if they're overseas companies or local ones, to start as well and give competition, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think this uh, eternal, <laughs> never-ending protectionism is not doing us any favors. For sure. For sure. Of course, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not an economist. But, you know, from a <laughs> consumer point of view, you know, I wish I had another choice. Right? I agree. Because I agree. I'm seriously just fed up with Unify, you know? <laughs> same, same man yeah well right. yeah. hopefully someone from Unify is listening to the to this podcast <laughs> and you know kind of like okay we need to bring this up yeah, yeah. or buck up man just just do better you know <laughs> be better man yes. be, like, be come be on be Unify be better like Spider-Man okay be better like Tobey yeah. Maguire that's all <laughs> that's all we're asking yeah right <laughs> um, another thing I've been uh, that's on my mind for the past few weeks is the uh, Disney Plus show Obi Wan Kenobi. Have you caught up on oh, the, on all the episodes? My God! Okay, I don't want I don't want to spoil anything. You've seen it, right? Yes, yes, okay. I've seen all six episodes. So um, you have two as well. I've seen it all. The finale is crazy. Awesome. Okay, before we proceed, oh, wait, spoiler wait, yeah. warning. Yes, spoiler yes. warning. Yes, please. Uh, Ray and I will be spoiling the heck out of this thing. So if you haven't seen Obi Wan Kenobi, what are you doing? I mean, go. I mean, like, come on, man. <laughs> but you know, spoiler warning. Uh, in you know, uh, we're gonna spoil everything. We're gonna talk about the finale. Yes. And uh, please, starting, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, starting now. Yep. Okay, so I must say uh, the first few episodes wasn't so hot. Agree, agree. Right? I, I didn't think, yeah. no, I mean, I didn't think yeah. it was necessary. And surprisingly, it looked kind of cheap to me. You know, it's, like uh, the kid, it looks like a Saturday morning type of show, you know? 
I just got, get that vibe, you know. Yeah, it it seems like Obi Wan was was useless. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. What yeah. is his role? Yeah. Um. Yeah. The first four four episodes, I think. Yeah. The first four episodes. Yeah. And and really, I I take no pleasure saying this because when I first saw the trailer, I was like, ah, oh, this show is perfect for me. You know, some new Obi Wan adventures. You know, they announced Christian. Uh, Hayden Christensen. Uh, Hayden yeah. Christensen was yeah. gonna be in it. Yeah. Uh, new Obi Wan adventure, new Darth Vader story, and then the first few episodes aired, and I was like, ah, oh, I, I don't know why it's not working for me. Yeah, yeah. But the last episode, dude, the finale, that fight with Darth Vader, Obi Wan versus Darth Vader. Wow, o- man. O- Obi Wan just went beast mode. I was like, Whoa. yeah, that's that's so crazy, right? It's, it's like this guy is like so useless in the first four episodes. What the hell happened, you know? Yeah, and it's like completely different from what we've seen Obi Wan uh, able to do was able to do. Yeah. I don't remember him being that powerful, you know. Same, same. And I don't remember any Jedi being that powerful, like yeah. hurling boulders at each other yeah. and yeah. creating. Uh, holes in the ground, you know. Like. Exactly, he's like some super Jedi, and I think I think when I saw the way he was controlling the boulders, it had a flash of Yo, Ray did this in the Last Jedi. Ray did this. Yeah. yeah. No, but she she sort of just lifted them. This is hurling lifting at, them hurling. up into the air and hurling them at Darth Vader, no some, less. You know, some crazy wizard thing going on. You know, it's crazy, uh, man. Yeah. And the lightsaber fight was fantastic. Wow. You know, Crazy. it didn't have that, like, you know, the thing I like, I mean, I like uh, Revenge of the Sith. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That last uh, fight between Obi-Wan and, and Anakin, uh, Anakin yeah. on Mustafar, that whole dance thing. But it did look like a dance to me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just this, like, a choreographed no. thing. But this, this. this one, it looked. This good f- to me, you know. This There's is like this sword yeah. fight, pure sword fight. Yeah, back yeah. and forth, parry yeah. and charging yeah. and attacking yeah. and parrying. It was like so awesome, dude. Yeah. But mm-hmm. having said that, it just felt a little cheap to me. Did, I don't know if I, if it's just me. It's not as it's not as refined like the Mandalorian. N- uh, no, it's like a, a sense of scale. I feel like even though he's like hurling all these boulders, right? It felt like they were in a in a small space, you know. To me, anyway, I don't know why I feel I I feel that way, yeah. You know, because uh, when they were like squaring off to fight, you know, mm. where in a, he's like standing, uh, facing each other with the lightsaber, and then you have that wide expanse, the moon, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> the crescent moon behind them. That looked good, but once they started fighting, I don't know. It just felt like they were doing it in a studio, or like a confined yeah. space, you know. Yeah. So uh, what I want to say was like I, I mean. I felt the same way because if I had to compare uh, the battle they had in the Revenge of the Sith and this one, the battle in Mustafa was big. It was quite big. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, it had uh, that sense of scale to me, yeah, right? Yeah, it had a huge scale, jumping yeah. around here and there. This one is like they're still within that, that zone. They're not going far yeah. off, you know? And I mean, because they're fi- fighting with lightsaber, it's not like a gunfight. They need to be yeah. close together. It's just yeah. that the space felt enclosed and small to me I don't know yeah. I mean don't get me wrong it's still a fantastic fight it's still it's uh, one one for the ages I think you yeah. know like in the annals of uh, Star Wars lightsaber fights it's 
it's up there, you know. It's up there. And uh, after after Darth Maul against you know Qui Gon Jinn and Obi Wan, but yeah. what I was trying to figure out is that what triggered Obi Wan or Ben to actually suddenly lost his you know goes go beast mode. You know when he was submerged, when he was uh, when he was buried. You know what yeah. what what triggered it? What triggered? I didn't know. Yeah, uh, it wasn't clear to me as well. Of course, he was trying to save Leia, right? But sure. he had already distracted Darth Vader. So Darth Vader was chasing Leia's ship. You know, they separated. He veered off to that planet and then Darth Vader followed him, right? So Leia mm. would have been fine. Mm. Um, there was no real threat to Luke uh, from Darth Vader, right? Nobody knew Luke was on Tatooine. But it, the way the show uh, showed it, was like he was thinking of them, right? The two of them, like Leia and, and Luke. Sure. Really, I think it's like him fully reconnecting with the Force, right? Because at the start of the uh, season, at the start of the show, uh, he had stopped using the Force, right? So yeah. I think maybe that has something to do with it. Mm. Yeah, but okay. I mean, I mean the, really the show posed new questions, you know, instead of answering questions, you know, like, for example, this has been my main <laughs> peeve uh, since the start uh, of the show. Okay. No, no, not really start of the show. Since the first fight okay. with Darth Vader, right? Because in A New Hope, when Obi-Wan fought Darth Vader on the Death Star, yes, Darth Vader said, uh, we meet again at last, right? The circle is now complete. When uh-huh. I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Only a master of evil, Darth. You know, <laughs> okay. you know I, I remember that line you know, forever. Okay. But when I left you, I was but a learner? Now the last fight is him as Darth Vader, full-fledged Dark Lord of the Sith. He was still a learner. And he's, <laughs> that's not a learner. I mean, he's like Darth Vader already, right? So True. what was that line about? True, but but mm, but okay. Here's how I understand. I, I can understand from that seat. I think how old was Leia and Luke again when they met? Probably like uh, five, five, six, seven years old or something like that. When when who when they met Obi Wan? When, when they uh, well, when he let's met Obi Wan. Let's yeah. see six, six. Let's see six. Six yeah, years. She has, looks young, right? Yeah, six years has passed, right? So when I saw the fight, I was like thinking, like, hey. This guy is not as strong yet. It's either he's still trying to, trying to you know get around being Darth Vader, trying to that you know. That's why it was like the no, whole if he time. if he had said when I left you I was weak, yeah. or I was recovering, you know, yeah. makes sense. But yeah. he said when I left you I was a I learner. was but a learner. That was probably the fight of Mustafa, Planet Mustafa. Yeah, but yeah. even it, on Mustafa, it was he wasn't a learner, you know. But he was still a Padawan in He was then. still I never know he was he wasn't a Padawan anymore. He was uh he was already a, a Jedi Knight. He was rejected. Uh he was rejected from the council, remember? He wanted to be part of the council and then they they uh, accepted him and he became a master, but not a seat on the council. Right? Mm. So he was uh, complaining to Emperor Palpatine. No, he wasn't emperor at the time. It was, uh, Senator uh. Em- what was it, Senator Palpatine or something? Yeah, yeah. So he was complaining, right? It's not fair, you know, it's humiliating, right? He was complaining to uh, Padme. It's humiliating to make me a, a master and not give me a seat on the council, right? Mm. So 
I don't know where that line, what that line was supposed to uh, refer to uh, when I left you. I was a learner, you know, now I am the master, right? right? So anyways, maybe it's just being nitpicky, but, you know, the original trilogy to me is is the real canon, you know? So that is the truth. The, everything else could be, sure. could sure. be uh, you know, fiction for all I care, you know? But, yeah. but you know, um, things like that. But uh, I, I saw somewhere that the last time uh, Obi-Wan uh, saw Leia, and Luke, they were together, right? So that's kind of a nice thing, you know? He separated them as babies, right? And then uh, he could only look after one, which is Luke, but even then from only from afar. And then uh, when he fought Darth Vader on the Death Star, the last thing he saw was the two of them together, right? So I, I kind of like that, you know? <laughs> but that nothing to do with the show, but still, you yeah. know? Um, it's, it's, yeah, the show, I, I think towards the end, it's, it's great. And I think another one pet peeve I had the whole time was uh, Riva. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's I mean, another like loose end, you know, like, yeah. uh, because she knows about Anakin, yeah. right? Nobody was supposed to know about that Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader, but she, she knows that. And then she knows about Luke as well. That's why she went to Tatooine to kill Luke, right? to take revenge against Anakin to kill his son, you know? Mm. So yeah. that's a, like another loose end. That <laughs> yeah, it was unclear. I mean, and some more she was stabbed in the stomach with a lightsaber and she didn't die. Yeah. And, and then the Grand Inquisitor that she killed before was alive. So I was like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> no one dies from a lightsaber I mean, stab? come on. Didn't didn't uh, Darth Vader learn from the Grand Inquisitors, uh, you know, <laughs> the Grand Inquisitor, like how to stab a person and make sure they're dead before walking away? Because Riva stabbed him, the Grand Inquisitor. He didn't die. Exactly. And Darth Vader made the same mistake. He stabbed Riva and then just walked away <laughs> without so, checking. Yeah, it's so, it's so weird. And, and the Grand Inquisitor and the team, I never know what their role is about. They're like the, like the Knights of Ren. You know they're cool, but we never know what the, what the hell who they are. You know? Yeah. Actually, <laughs> if you watch the animated series, uh-huh. Rebels and all that, yeah. They play a bigger role and, you know, you sort of know that the Grand Inquisitor wasn't going to die because he shows up in uh, Star Wars Rebels. Oh, okay. I haven't seen yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah. W- when she stabbed him, uh, I was like, hey, I wonder how they're going to bring him back, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see. Okay. Because Rebels is canon, you know? Yeah. In fact, in uh, Rise of Skywalker, uh, in that last scene where all the spaceships come to uh, raise rescue mm. to fight against the new uh, Emperor's uh, fleet. Mm. You know, one of the ships is the ship from Rebels. Yeah, understand. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think another theory I had about this show towards the end is that when Anakin or Darth called out Riva as the youngling, then it kind of triggered me like, hey, if he knew the whole time that this was the youngling from back then and let her live, that means there's probably like a good side of him still there. Probably, probably. Right? But yeah. you could only have, I mean, there's, they're not Siths, you know? They're just evil Jedis because there's, yeah. you can only have two Siths at a time. Sure. There's the Master and then there's the Apprentice, right? Sure. And the Inquisitors are just 
uh, Jedi's who who have been corrupted. Of course, of course. Right? So y- yeah. I mean, Jedi's, yeah. they would have to be younglings at one time or another, you know. So for sure, I, it didn't bother me that much. I'm sure he had turned her, and I think for many years before the before she met Obi Wan, I'm sure she thought that. You know, she had turned, you know. She was doing terrible things, you know. <laughs> she was killing people and all that. Oh, yeah. Killing yeah. Uh, other potential, uh, you know, younglings and all that. So, yeah, you know. Cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, but cool show. I hope when they release Ahsoka, it's going to be better, I guess. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. I yeah. mean, I mean, I like it when it's, for example, Mandalorian. Mando mm. is not uh, an old character from the trilogy or whatever. It's, he's a new creation, right? Uh, Ahsoka as well. She's not nowhere near the uh, movies. The original, yeah. Yeah, the trilogy or the prequels or the subsequent sequels, right? Um, she's just a character in one of the animated series that became very popular, right? Mm. So uh, I I like that, you know. They should make more. I mean, expand the universe, right? It's like uh, you know, in a galaxy far, far away. It doesn't have to revolve around the Skywalker clan. You know, every <laughs> every single show, right? Mm-hmm. So I like that. And plus, the further away they move from Skywalker and Darth Vader and all this, the less likely they are going to like, get into trouble like with Obi-Wan, right? Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's okay. At the end of the day, uh, I really enjoyed the last episode and I get a kick out of Obi-Wan saying, hello there, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when he met uh, Luke. So that, that was fun. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. And I also like how Darth, I've always thought of Darth as a title, right? You have you, a title uh, a Sith Lord gives to his apprentice, you know? Yeah. But I like that Obi-Wan, even from the trilogy, I, I take it as just sarcasm on Obi-Wan's side. Yeah. Or, you know, Obi-Wan doesn't call Darth Vader Vader. He calls him Darth, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, That's only right. a master of evil, Darth, or... What did he say? Uh, goodbye, Darth, right? When yeah, he left yeah, yeah. Uh, Darth Vader. So yeah. I kind of like that. <laughs> it's a bit of a yeah. jab, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm not even going to call you by your name, you know? I'm just going to call you by your title. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. But it, yeah. I mean, it, th- th- I think it, there is some problems, but if you just take the show uh, on face value, the last episode really was fantastic, you know? Really fan service, you know? With Qui Gon at the end, at the oh, end, you know? Like, so cool. Yeah, I really like that relationship between uh, uh, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, you know. I, I always uh, felt that when he died in The Phantom Menace, it was like, oh, I wish I had more Qui-Gon, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Kind of like tie up that loose end a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> cool. So, right. So um, that's uh, the Man Cave Talk for this week. Um, let's get to the topic of uh, uh, today's show, which is the PS5. So uh, you have a PlayStation 5. Yes. You're one of the lucky few who has one. <laughs> I've been trying to get one since it was launched in 2020. Goodness me, it's like oh one and goodness. a half years. For over, one, I think more than one and a half years, you know, like I've been trying to get one. I've been like trying to get on the pre-order lists. I've been, you know, whenever they have a stock offered on uh, uh, the official Sony store, I've been like, you know, camping and trying to to get one. I got close one time uh, on Lazada, the official Lazada store for Sony. Hmm. And 
I managed to get one in the cart. Nice. But then when I went to purchase, I realized I didn't sign in. So I had to like quickly <laughs> sign in and by the time I uh, I, I signed in mm. on onto Lazada, it was like uh, sorry, it's all sold out, you know. I I couldn't get it. <laughs> oh my goodness. So um it's been very difficult um since uh, it launched you know s- uh, demand has greatly exceeded supply mainly due to the um chip shortage right because of the pandemic and another problem is of course the scalpers lah right yeah you man know, all these uh, uh you know all these scumbags that you know buy uh buy, get, get to buy them from sony and then try to resell them at a huge markup, right? Like up to a thousand, two thousand ringgit more, you know. So I'm never gonna do that. I'm never gonna go down that route. I feel like very disappointed with Sony. I mean, can't they find a better way to sell the PlayStation? Can't they somehow open up pre-orders for people with a PSN account? <laughs> Isn't that the most obvious way to do it? Mm. You know, just everybody with a PSN account, you'll be in the running. Uh, you get first choice and uh, you can only buy one, right? So you know it's going to somebody who's going to be playing the damn thing and not trying to resell it for profiteering off it. But another thing that's really been bugging me is even legitimate resellers, right? Authorized resellers like Gamers Hideout. Hmm. Uh, I've been buying from Gamers Hideout forever since playstation 3 i bought my playstation 3 from gamers hideout nice. they were just it was when they they only had a single store at Wanutama, and i've been buying things from them over the years and i i i mean they they've grown there there's more outlets now you know they're bigger they're selling more stuff good on them right of course but uh, recently, uh, another friend got a slot on their pre-order batch for October. At the same time, he, he managed to score a, a PS5. So he asked me whether I want that spot for Gamer's Hideout. And of course, I said, yeah, sure, give it to me, you know. Mm-hmm. But here's where they really disappointed me. I received a text message from Gamer's Hideout. And it states that um, you, you get the spot for October, but you have to pay up front, which I'm really happy to do, even though it was for October, you know, I have to pay now. Sure. But the thing that really pissed me off is I can't just buy the console. In order to, be, to buy the, the pre-order, I have to buy the PS5 and something called an accessories bundle, what which, is, which is like a a cooling fan, a charging station, and thumbsticks. And it's like 230 ringgit additional, right? Wow, okay. You know, so why do you need to do that, right? I'm going to buy games from you. And, and that's not all. Accessories bundle worth 230 ringgit plus an additional two games. But I, I, would, I would have probably bought two games anyway, maybe more. But that accessories bundle just didn't sit well with me, man. You know, like, mm. you're, you're not like some fly-by-night corner store, you know, like some, you know, you're, a, you're an established retailer, right? Like games retailer, right? Gamers hideout. Everybody know There's like stores everywhere. Mm-hmm. Why are you still doing this? You know, you, I, I mean, I will buy games from you anyways. You yeah. know, why force people just to make uh, some, a few more extra bucks, you know? Mm. 
So uh, it feels like very unethical uh, to me, you know, for, for Gamers Hideout to do that. And I, I don't have a problem just calling them out because, you know, this is what happened, right? Like, if even stores like Gamers Hideout is doing this, you know, like, <laughs> there, it's not as bad as scalping, but make forcing people to buy additional things that, you know, I don't want, you know, why do that, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, this whole process has been like very, <laughs> very disappointing for me, you know, like uh, one good thing is uh, at the moment, there aren't any games that I really want to play, right? I've had to delay playing some games like uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Gran Turismo, Horizon, Forbidden West. Those are all games that I want to play, but I don't need to play them right now, right? Mm. I'm okay waiting until I get my PlayStation 5. Because, of course, I can buy the PlayStation 4 versions, but, you know, I want to experience them in the, in the best version of the games, right? Of course. So, at the moment, I can, I'm holding off. I'm okay holding off, waiting, you know, patiently waiting. But, mm. you know, I'm getting a bit anxious because uh, there are rumors that God of War Ragnarok is coming in October. So, I want... <laughs> a PS5 by then, you know, so I hope I can get one, you know. <laughs> so, but you have the PS5. Do you feel it's uh it's worth it? Well, I'm I mean, I was quite lucky to get one. <laughs> um oh, and um and I think ever since I I I made that purchase, I've I've never looked back and I've never touched my PS4 since then. Um uh, because yeah, yeah. because it's so much Okay, fun aside, I think besides the expected stuff, the graphics, the games, I get to play the smoothness of the of the whole thing, the realism of it. I I I just yeah. I just enjoy it. I just enjoy it really. Even if I play the same game like Miles Morales, Spider Man over and over again, I don't get bored. I don't know why. Maybe it's just the yeah yeah. It's just the whole experience just makes but it. But the the Spider Man games are a lot of fun, anyways. Now I oh. I played the the yeah. previous Spider Man on PlayStation Four. It's a yeah. fun game. Playing cyber okay, uh, Miles Morales is one. Playing Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven on a PS Four and a PS Five is totally different. It's mm. different altogether. Yeah. And, and I think if there's more games. Uh, I mean, I don't. Maybe I hope Halo is gonna be on the PS Five. <laughs> I don't think there's any I, chance of that. I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think so. Exclusive to Microsoft. Uh, but yeah, I would actually play that on a PS Five just because you know. Um, yeah, you know the only thing that helped tide me over until I get to buy a PlayStation Five is my PC. You know, at least I can still play some cool games on PC. You know. Yeah. So. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But you know, I'm I'm jealous, dude. Like, uh, I I do want to get one. There's like glimmers of hope, you know, at the end of this tunnel. You know, apparently, Sony is gonna increase production uh, of the PlayStation Five uh, this financial year, ending uh, 2023, right? That's awesome. So yeah, yeah, apparently they're they're gonna try and produce 18 million consoles, and like uh, last last financial year, they were aiming to produce 14 million, but they only managed 11 million. Mm. So, you know, it, it, that kind of explains why we're having such a hard time getting one, you know. Mm. Um, and uh, a couple of weeks back, my brother went to Lala Port and he saw like a bunch of guys with, with PlayStation 5s, Ooh. you know. So he went to the Sony store and they had stock. I mean, uh, he, he couldn't buy one. Like uh, somebody had bought the last one. 
but you know they're starting to show up at uh, Sony stores, and you don't have to uh, do do a pre-order or, an, or anything like that. You know, yeah. you can just try and walk in. You know, once uh, on the weekends or whatever, mm. and then if you're lucky, they might have one for you. So that's uh, I think things are looking up. I have a feeling I'm gonna finally get it within the next few months. So. Uh, you know, fingers crossed. And <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I just want one before Ragnarok, you know, God of War, because I, I really love that game. I played the first one. It was it totally blew my mind. And I want to experience God of War Ragnarok at launch, you know, <laughs> which, is, which is a bit scary because like if I still couldn't get one legitimately, so to speak, Sure. Uh, would I actually buy it from a scalper? You know, I, I, I've, um, I, I hope I never have to make that decision. You know, <laughs> for sure, for sure, but definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I can't wait. I, I, I'm sure I'm gonna get it soon. I, I have yeah. a feeling. You know, I'm starting to see on the forums that people are starting to find stock out there. So here's uh, hoping for a PlayStation Five soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's hoping. Right. Yes. So uh, I think um, that's our show for this week. Next week, I'm going to be talking about automatic room correction. It's a feature that comes with most um, AVR receivers, uh, most receivers. Uh, My um, uh, Yamaha comes with uh, something called YPAL. And um, I can't wait to uh, share that with you because it really surprised me. I I didn't think it was going to affect or I was going to like room, uh, the automatic room correction, but uh, I can't wait to, to share my experience with you Interesting. Uh, next week. <laughs> Interesting. Curious about that. Yeah, yeah. because I, I'm always like uh, meddling with my settings and, you know, trying to make my um, sound better, you know, because uh, you could do a lot of things to uh, improve your sound other than, you know, buying new gear. So mm. it'll be interesting to talk about that next week with you. Mm. Awesome. Can't wait. Can't wait. (laughs) All right. So that's the show for this week. Until next week, don't be a stranger now. 